You are about to experience the Jerry Banfield Show. Thank you for being here with us today. The purpose of this show is to help you learn something new, leave you feeling better than before you got here, and to give you access to tools, for example, books, practices, and ideas that can make your life better. These episodes are recorded live on Facebook Gaming, and if they're not on Facebook Gaming, they'll be recorded live on Twitch. If you'd like to participate in the conversation, I go live most days at 11 a.m. Eastern. I also upload these recordings as videos on my YouTube channel. If you'd prefer to watch the videos, you can hop on over there. I'm extremely grateful for your support on this podcast. And if you listen to this every day, the intro is exactly 60 seconds long. So if you start a new episode, you can just hit click forward 30 seconds twice to get right to it. After 10 years of having an online business, the thing I found that's the number one most important thing is that I love what I do each day. And that's been a really long lesson. And it's been a pleasure to learn that lesson as well. I've been through big success, big failure online. I've made as much as almost 100,000 in one month. I've also spent more than 100,000 than I earned in one year, which I would say was my biggest, most painful failure. And uh, today I'm grateful that the number one lesson I've learned with having an online business is always enjoy what you're doing today. And while that sounds simple and cliche, I will help you understand what that really means. That means do not do anything as a means to an end. Just trying to make money or just hoping to be successful or get followers. Do what you want to do today for your business because there's nothing you'd rather do. And assume, think of it this way. If nobody ever watches this, I mean, I'm filming this live on Facebook and then I'll upload it maybe put it on my podcast or put it on my YouTube channel. If nobody else ever watches this, let's just say though I had nobody watching and I didn't know if anybody was going to watch. If nobody ever watched this, it would be helpful for me just to talk about this, just to remember it for myself, lest I forget it and make the same kind of decisions that I made in the past. For example, with my online business, I very often done things just to get things. Where I would suggest if you want to do something to get something, just go to work and have a regular job. Because if you show up there, you're getting a predictable paycheck. You get predictable benefits. Whereas having a business online, if you're not doing it just for fun and just because you love it, it's actually worse than having a regular job because you often don't get regular pay. You often don't have the benefit of management that could actually support you or give you feedback if there's a problem. For example, I've been banned or suspended from a whole bunch of websites due to their policies, their lack of communication, and uh, that really stinks. That's worse than having a boss most of the time. If you have a boss and you screw something up, they'll probably come talk to you about it. Or maybe you get in trouble for it, but at least there's that human connection, even if it is just online with somebody. Whereas having your own online business and trying to just be a freelancer out there and trying doing all these things to make money online, it's agonizing if you're always trying to do something to get something. If you're just doing it because you love to do it and it's worth doing, 
then that's how to have an online business and that's how I started my online business. 10 years ago in 2011, I started my online business because I was passionate about it, because I just wanted to help people and the first thing ironically I put out was a website about video game addiction, which was a way I was trying to duck having to deal with my alcoholism and eventually we dealt with alcoholism and find that I can play video games without an addiction, which is fantastic. Still, what I unlocked was that I started my business with this pure passion, just do something to try and help somebody, just do it because I want to, and then I got into, well, let me see if I can make some money. And I was successful lots of times making money, and I was also, the uh, there's few things as awkward as spending $100,000 more than you made and spending a whole bunch of time and energy on a project that ultimately doesn't even pay for itself, which is what I did on youthena.com. So I suggest that if you, anything in your business, you do it as a labor of love rather than a means to an end. If you want a means to an end, just go to work, get a regular paycheck, or go on upwork.com, go on fiverr.com, and just work essentially a job on those websites. Those websites, while they can easily ban you or take your profile down arbitrarily for even a minor violation, they are more predictable in terms of get what you get and what you give. You, Yeah. I will answer some questions now we've got about online business. Mickey says, I'm a content creator on Facebook for about a year. Do you think there's a positive to getting sponsors? So I think I have had experience with getting sponsors in lots of different contexts. And what I can say, what's up, Nathan? Nice to see you today. If you just are doing what you love and happen to run into sponsors, that can be a good opportunity. If you're hustling and grinding your little butt crack off and you're applying and trying to get sponsorships and you're advertising and trying to make yourself more alluring to sponsors, that will be unsatisfying for you. I've seen some really poorly done sponsorships online and many of them have been that I've done and I've also seen some done by others very poorly. Like I was watching somebody's zombies video and all of a sudden there's this promo for an educational website and it was just, it, it was not well thought out by anybody. And the advertiser probably spent 10000 on that and the YouTuber, you know, they, they made this little zombies video and just kind of tricked their viewers into watching it and then they're punching this website and that's, not helping anyone. What helps people is to get out there and do what you love. And if you're playing, what, let's say you love playing video games and you're live streaming and a, part, and a potential sponsor comes to you for something you already use or you find out something you already use, you see somebody else, oh, hey, I already use that controller company. They do sponsorships, great. Natural, honest sponsorships are ideal. If there's some energy drink you don't drink, but you just want to get some money by selling it. I'd say that is an example of what I'm talking about in the most important thing for your online business. Most important thing for your online business is just do what you love. As soon as you start trading on your, whatever your business is, you'll hear so much about focus, focus, focus. 
And the more you get separated into all these different areas, for example, you're trying to please this one sponsor and now you've got another sponsor and you're trying to please them. And the more you get your attention scattered, the more you often do everything kind of poorly. Whereas the more you focus and are just showing up because you love what you're doing, great opportunities will almost effortlessly just fall in your lap. Whereas when you're going out there from a position of lack, like I don't have enough, I'm not good enough, there's not enough people following me, I'm not making enough money, and I'm gonna work my butt off and try and change that. Ironically, no amount of money you make, no amount of hard work you do, no amount of external success will change that internal feeling of lack, as I can attest to. I had a year where I, I've had several years online where I was a huge deal, where I made hundreds of thousands of dollars in profit, where there was just hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions of people watching my videos, all kinds of conversations about me, even to where people were actually writing things about me to try and make money, bad things about me, just to try and get attention and make money and get their own reputation and get build their own following up. And what I can say is there's no point where it's ever externally enough. And you see some YouTubers out there spending the first minute and a half of their video essentially wasting your time trying to get you, you know, you click on how to do this in Call of Duty Zombies and they're sitting there, come on, subscribe, turn those notifications on, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, you have 2 million subscribers. Do you really need to waste everybody's time trying to convert more subscribers? Like, don't you have enough subscribers? Couldn't you cut this two minute beginning of the video out and put something in that's actually useful to the majority of the people watching and trust that if they want more, they'll subscribe instead of selling? I won't even watch people's videos now if they're doing all that. I'm like, ah, no, I'm not, I don't want to subscribe or follow to someone who never has enough. You got mil two million subscribers. It's still not enough. And that's the, the trick is if you're doing things to get things, it's never enough. And yet you can switch your mindset today and say, I have enough today. I love where I'm at today. I'm excited where I'm going and I'm gonna do what I think will be really helpful. Exactly, it's about passion. And passion is the key to becoming successful and the key with your passion is if you're doing something just because you love it, you ironically are going to get all the support you need without really trying. Whereas the more you are doing, for example, I sent 10,000 Facebook messages to try and get Facebook advertising clients just because in 2011 and 2012 and 2013, just because I thought that was the best way I could make money. And I did not do a very good job on the ads for most of those clients. I was so concerned about making money that I spent all my time generating leads and very little time actually delivering my service. And most of those clients did not become repeat customers. There were, of course, a few that were happy. But in most of them, I didn't take very good care of them consistently. And that left me having put in a bunch of time and energy into doing something that then was not satisfying, that left me unsupported. Because if you're doing everything constantly to try and get something, and you're always, for example, like how I was hustling really hard, sending all those Facebook messages, 
as soon as I stopped hustling, the results stopped coming in too. Whereas if you're doing something just on your passion, just because you love to do it, you can take a break and often good things will continue coming indefinitely. Like a lot of the YouTube videos I've done just because I'm like, there needs to be a better tutorial about this. So I'm gonna make something better and put that out there. Often those will earn for years. JD Devil Dog says, not so much about followers than viewership. And that's why it's, yes, and Adam says consistency. The number one thing that will help you be successful in your business is consistency. And this is the main thing almost everybody fails on. And the main reason for failing is because you were not, you were doing stuff to get stuff. For example, you were showing up trying to hustle really hard, make something just to get views. It didn't work, you quit. And I've done that in so many different areas. And the only thing I've not quit entirely for any significant length of time is my online business generally. No matter what's happened, I've continued to upload YouTube videos. I've continued to put posts on my Facebook page. And you'll find the areas you're passionate about, you have natural motivation. You won't need to try and talk yourself. I don't have to talk myself into doing these live streams. I do them because I love them every day. I do them because I wanna help you have a little bit easier time than I've had. Or I wanna help you learn the lessons that took me 10 years to learn in my business. Since consistency online is so important, and not just online, I've been noticing, for example, I'm listening to a book now called Seth Speaks. The author, narrated or dictated, channeled this book 50 years ago. And I'm just now listening to it. A lot of us with online businesses get into, let me upload this video on TikTok and it sucked, it only got 100 views. Let me upload this one. Ooh, that one got 1,000. All right, I'm gonna upload this next one. Ah, that one got 100. I'm gonna upload this next one. Oh, that got 100,000. Now I'm famous and upload the next one. Ah, that sucks, it only got 1,000. A lot of us just are looking at basically how things did within the last 24 hours. What's up, Jose? My heart says doggy coin. Let's go. <laughs> I had some of the doggy coin when it was almost free, and I sold it when it was almost free as well. And the idea is if you can remain consistent, in what you're doing and creating, the way to be consistent is to do it as a labor of love. And you can tell if something's a labor of love or not with a little simple test. What's up, Adam? I'll give you a little simple test. If you knew you would not get anything at all out of what you're doing today, would you still do it? For example, if you knew uploading a video on YouTube today would get you no views, no money, no additional reputation, no subscribers. Would you still film the video and upload it? If you knew on your live stream that nobody was going to watch, what game would you play? If you knew when you uploaded a video nobody is going to watch it, what would you make the video about? And that's where you get into what is worth doing even if I don't get anything out of it. And that's where it comes back to, well, what is worth doing for me? And that's why this 
is a labor of love for me because even if nobody was here and I've done, I've done, I, according to Facebook, have done over, I think I've done over 800 live videos on Facebook. And according to Facebook, I think I've made eight plus thousand uploaded. I don't even know if this can be right. It says I have 8,000 videos on my page. I've got an old page and I've been uploading videos. At one point, I was uploading seven videos a day, a bit much, on my Facebook page. Mickey says, how many days a week is minimum to be consistent live streaming on Facebook? I like to live stream every day. Now, I'm not saying everyone has to do that. The key is to find what's right for you. A lot of us are what have you done for me lately kind of people. Brother, if we look at how we behave, I like to live stream every day because it's fun and I love doing it. So there's, I don't need to motivate myself at all to do what I love to do anyway. I get pumped about doing these live streams and I find what's works best for me is to go live every single day. And your YouTube library is like, what? Yes, I have 2,900 videos right now on YouTube. And I've actually deleted hundreds of videos, including I've deleted most. I've deleted, if you look at the top 10 of my YouTube videos in terms of views, I've actually deleted at least half of them. Ones that had millions of views because YouTube one day came out with a little policy that said, Hacking videos are banned and some of my most successful videos were about hacking Which I paid somebody to make videos about hacking because I could see there were not good videos up about hacking I paid to get some really good videos promoted a course sold millions of dollars of the course got millions of views tens of thousands in ad revenue on YouTube got a bunch of subscribers and now I have a whole bunch of subscribers who subscribed for hacking videos that don't care at all about Jerry Banfield, which means every time I upload videos now, I actually lose subscribers because people are like, God, why am I still following this guy? What's up, Tim? Nice to see you today. But that's why it's so important to do things because you love it without caring what you're going to get in return. And then all other questions will be answered. Often, what a lot of us are not prepared for, especially with online business, we have this idea that it's going to be an overnight success. Whether we like to express that outwardly or not, a lot of us think we're just going to upload videos on YouTube, go viral, and we'll live happily ever after. Or we think maybe we need to grind it out for a little bit, but our channel or our Facebook page or our TikTok, whatever it is, we think that we'll just do things for a while and it'll go up and up and up. Because lots of times we see other people who appear to be on that trajectory, but what you don't know is their whole story. And almost nobody just starts putting things up and goes up and up and up. Unless there's a deep history involved with that or a deep amount of expense. For example, I was watching this one girl on YouTube and everything seemed to be going really good for her YouTube channel and she was selling some online course for thousands of dollars about how to grow on YouTube, which people actually took it, said it wasn't even very good. Of course it wasn't because there's one little thing she didn't mention or she mentioned casually in passing in one of her videos and I went, what? She said, I've spent over 500 
thousand dollars that my dad gave me on coaching. Let me say that again. She spent over $500,000 on coaching programs. And that's how she got on all these top podcasts. And that's how she's getting all this traffic to her YouTube channel. And if you just looked at her YouTube channel, you'd think she was doing really well on YouTube. But really, she spent 500000 on coaching to get the attention of people with a very big following and they put her on their podcast. They did videos with her for promoting her YouTube. And if you just looked at her YouTube skills by themselves, eh, they're maybe average. Maybe a little bit above average. But if you consider she dumped half a million dollars into coaching, got on several different popular podcasts who got her out there to hundreds of thousands of other people organically, then a portion of those people went and subscribed and she's spending like a thousand a day on online ads. Yeah, then her YouTube channel makes sense. But if you just come in from the outside and it all just looks like it's growing, you think, man, she's really good at YouTube when she's really good at spending money and hiring people to help with her business. She's not actually that great at YouTube. But then you buy a $2,000 course from her on YouTube and you figure out, oh, not actually that good at YouTube. <laughs> I didn't need to buy the $2,000 course to figure that out. Actually, it was, they tried to sell it to me for $6,000. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Who would buy this? Only an idiot would buy that. Oh, a lot of idiots would buy that. <laughs> but you, so what I'm, the purpose of telling you what I just told you is to tell you this that what you see other people doing or what you think it looks like other people are doing, you often do not know what you really need to know about what somebody else is doing and about what they're getting. You didn't realize that this person who looks like they're just organically growing had their dad give them a half million to get their business rolling. And while you might think, well, that's unfair, well, that's how li life is interesting and it's supposed to be like that. The takeaway is it's important to just do what you love because if you're trying to do what and get what somebody else has, if you're, for example, I've seen a lot of my friends that have sold online courses. They're like, I want to sell a $2,000 course. I'm like, why? Well, because this person's doing it and I want to make a bunch of money. Do you actually want to make a $2,000 course? Well, no. Do you actually want to sell this and promote it on all your, no. What do you want to do? Well, I just want to do these TikTok and YouTube videos. Well, why don't you just do what you want to do instead of doing what you think you should do? That's such a small difference. Do what you want to do instead of what you think you should do or what you think somebody else is doing and you think it's working. And uh, as you can see, you don't need to buy. I bought a couple of courses for a couple hundred dollars before and they were not worth it at all. And I would suggest absolutely never buy an online course for more than $100. Don't ever do that. <laughs> I know I've sold a bunch of courses for over $100 myself. Never mind that. I would say don't do that. Robert, my morning is going fantastic. I'm enjoying talking online business today. Steve, is that? Yes, yeah, so I got my 
285,000 subscribers with, I've got over 25 million views on my YouTube channel. The number one thing I did to get those views was I paid a freelancer in Bosnia who was really good at hacking to create a really long, like 15 or 20 hour hacking course for me and to give me copyright. I put a bunch of it up for free on my YouTube channel, sold an online course for $10 on Udemy and that worked really well for both of us. Jose said, I'm gonna be a rock star with minimum effort and war zone. What's up, Jared? What's up, Cameron? Nice to see you today. So I've, get, I've illustrated for you that if you're just doing what you love, then you won't feel attracted to get into all these, what I see a lot of people do with their online businesses. And I've done this, of course. Now, while I haven't dumped money into online courses, I've seen a lot of people I've come across who've just dumped tens of thousands of dollars into all these people's online courses, which is, in almost everybody's opinion, was nearly a total waste of money. In terms of what you got out of it was worth almost nothing. In fact, you got bad ideas out of it and failed to execute those bad ideas and then tried to buy coaching. So yes, Lisa says, bottom line, love what you do first without spending much money, show up and be unique. Lisa, I need to have you write my sales copy in my titles. Exactly. So we've talked and I've, the path of the, I was talking about with online courses, a lot of people doing business online spend a bunch of money and all, don't spend, spend the smallest amount of money possible in your business. You don't need online courses. You don't need all these fancy services. You don't need online ads. You don't need any of that stuff. Where I got suckered into spending a bunch of money was online ads. I've spent, oh my God, how much have I spent? Hundreds of thousands of dollars on online ads. And I've made millions of dollars online. However, I didn't need to spend hardly any of that money I mean, technically the way I did it with, I built my Facebook page up, then positioned myself as a Facebook marketing expert based on my millions of followers. And then I'd boost my posts so it, it looked legit. Technically, I've made all the money back that I spent on online advertising. However, for the long term, I would have made a much better business if I'd never spent a dollar on online advertising. So while I personally never got suckered into buying these courses from people, I did get lured into spending a bunch of money on online ads. So yes, just like Lisa said, love what you do, keep your expenses as low as possible. I have a friend, Joe, that he's done a he's been a perfect example of this. He has kept his expenses as absolutely as low as possible with his business. He's just done whatever he enjoyed. And if he didn't enjoy doing it anymore, he just stopped doing it. And he's made hundreds of thousands of dollars online with almost no expenses. My wife has showed up, got some jobs online, and she's made now over $100,000 working online with almost no expenses. And that's how to do it. And that's the most important thing with your business online is to truly love what you do and to come from a place of having enough. because And this applies obviously the rest of your life. You show up to your relationship feeling like you're not enough, then you're expecting your partner to help you feel like you have enough and you're good enough. And if they don't, you're aggravated with them, you're blaming them. But if you show up and you just love yourself and you're happy to be where you're at, 
then ironically, your partner will do a whole bunch for you that leaves you feeling good. So it's so important with your online business. Make sure you take an honest inventory of yourself. Are you good enough as you are? Do you have something useful to share with the world? Are you willing to get nothing in return for what you're offering? And that, that inventory can be helpful to see, you know what? I don't wanna just work for money online. I want to create from my heart. And if I get nothing from creating from my heart, that's fine. All right, last point that is, is critical to make here is how much time it takes. So I've told you all of the other things. It's so important to do all of the you know, good enough, love what you do, because consistency, you often need to show up for years. Not always, but you often need to show up for years. You often will make almost no money for years with what you do online unless you just trade your time for money in the form of work. If you're more of a creator where you don't wanna just work on other people's projects, you wanna work on your own, then you will often just do what you do and purely spend money to do it and make almost nothing in return for years. However, a lot of the best opportunities will come when you are way down the road. For example, when you've been live streaming for two years every day on Facebook, then one day you might get a big share on your page and you might get a whole bunch of new followers and those new followers will start dropping a lot of money and they'll get you into the threshold where you'll get Facebook partner and then you'll have enough money to do it full time. But you might need to stream two, three. I streamed for years. My first live stream was in August 2013. My first live stream on Facebook gaming was in 2015. I just got to be a Facebook partner in 2021 after doing what Facebook says, 800 live streams on Facebook before I got to be a Facebook partner. Uh, over 700 live streams before my live streaming itself actually paid enough money to call it a full-time job. You see, and what's amazing is, if you just look at it now, it might look like I've got it made. All I need to do is show up for three hours a day, go live, play some video games, record something inspirational, put some of that on my podcast and my YouTube, and I'll make enough money for the rest of my life. That's probably where I'm at today. But what's taken me so long to get here is I kept doing all these plots and all these schemes and they were always driven based on what I was going to get. Like I bought into cryptocurrency because of what I might get out of it. And uh, I got into teaching online because it was purely a passion at first, but then it got warped into, let me get as much money as I can out of this. And that kind of brought the whole thing down. I got into YouTube at first just because it was fun. I, my first video on YouTube was how to say the F word different ways and not in different languages, literally just by saying it different tones of voice. That was my first YouTube video, which has since been deleted. When I first started streaming games, I just did it because I thought it was awesome. And then I started getting into it as to well, how much money and how big of a deal can I make out of it? So often we'll start things out of passion, but at some point it'll get warped into how can I get the most out of doing this? 
And I'm grateful I've learned to take it, always take it back to the simplest form. What would I love to do today even if it got me nothing? Lisa said, I have enough. I'm broke as hell, but happier with less. I could show others from how to go from homeless to decorate a nice home for less than 500. That's beautiful. Sergio, yes, I still do one-on-ones and I've evaluated my one-on-ones that I do at jurybanfield.com with the following. So I'll show how I've got that set up currently. My, my one-on-ones have been a big learning experience for me. So here's what I've got with my one-on-ones. So if you click on coaching on my website, which I very rarely mention my coaching unless somebody asks. So I've got my, I've ran my coaching through the same thing. At what point would I love to do my coaching? I'm like, well, if somebody wants to pay $300 an hour I or, or $1,000 to talk to me for five hours, I would sure love to get to know that person. And that's the threshold I've set it at because I had set it lower at various points and I've got it set now to where the only person I want to talk with on a one-on-one Zoom call who's anybody can schedule it like you don't have to apply for an appointment or anything like I've got it set up now so that I where's my passion level like well for $300 for an hour I would sure love to get to know whoever's got that kind of money to talk to me they must be a special person to and they must really really want to get to know me and talk to me specifically so I've set it up with that philosophy because I love doing what I do so much for free, then I'm only interested in taking a one-on-one call or doing coaching with somebody if it's kind of the opposite for free. Like it's, a, in the opinion of most people, way the hell overpriced in terms of like what you are not overpriced, way too expensive. So I do a whole bunch of free content and then for my I don't need, you notice, I don't even mention coaching or one-on-one calls anymore in what I do because I figure if you go to my website and click on it and see it and then you'll be attracted to it if you want to do it. And if you're not going to be attracted to it, I don't even need to mention it. And I'm grateful one person who scheduled a call for $100 and then I just bumped it up to 300 the same person scheduled a call for 300 so that was cool. So I am doing one of those calls on Wednesday. So yes, I still do one-on-ones. JD Devil Dog said, would you take a different mindset approach for an online charity as opposed to an online business? I think of my business as a charity now. I used to think of it as it needs to make the biggest profit, but I think of my business as a charity. I'm just here to give as much as I can and I trust the universe will support me. And uh, any of the profits I make will pay down my debts And once I have my debts paid down and a prudent reserve, that will simply be given back to others. Because once I've got enough money in the bank to cover expenses for a few months and no debt and a house, why do I need more than that? I might as well just give it back to somebody else and support somebody else. So I look at my business the way I see it now as a charity, that I show up as a labor of love. I get whatever people donate or give to me. And that's, yeah, that's, in many ways, it's much easier to just set up a for-profit business than to try and mess with all the charity stuff because it it gives you a lot more options. I've thought about having a charity, but I already have a business. It's much easier to just do a proper business. So I hope that's helpful for you. 
you've got an online business. I've enjoyed talking about that and